This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. Did you know he's a twin? Podcasts were numbered after secret military installations deep in the Nevada desert and maybe famous for alien landing sites. Mm -hmm. You'd know this has to be episode 51 of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. I'm Graham. I'm Tyler. I usually can't predict what you're going to do. This one I I kind of, you had to go there. What else is there? Yeah. And you really took your time getting there, so you were like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, we we could do that again. (laughs) No, it's fine. (laughs) Um, Do you guys believe that something happened? Like, do you believe it's alien-related, Area 51? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. But. Oh, I thought it'd be more interesting to but, talk about. I mean, I guess the CIA kind of, like, declassified some files that, yeah, in, like, a long time ago, maybe 25 years ago. Yeah. And I think that kind of got the hype going because people thought, what is this giant place that you're not allowed to enter? And Do you guys remember in the 90s, the alien autopsy video came out? Yeah. Yeah. And it was real. <laughs> and was it filmed at Area 51? <laughs> no. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Questions we may never know the answer to. So we're coming off our 50th episode at Blind Man. Yeah. Tyler, how do you think it went? I think it went really well. Um, it's also uh, interesting you brought up aliens because we're kind of done with that mm-hmm. that era of our podcast. If you haven't listened to episode 50 and you're still wondering who Tim Alien is, you need to go back and yeah. figure it out because that mystery has been solved. Yeah, yeah, so we ended episode 50 talking to an alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we started 51, talking about maybe where he came from. Yeah. yeah. So we're moving into the next 50 episodes mm-hmm. and an amazing guest tonight. We do. We're really excited about our guest tonight. Um, do we have any emails or messages, Ty, we want to share before we get to that? We do. We have a message from um, Sarah. Um, she sent a message on Instagram. It says, had to quickly mention how we watched the trailer for Pig on Chris's recommendation. Nice. And we're so intrigued and weirded <laughs> out at the same time. Then YouTube recommended we watch the trailer for the movie Lamb. There seems to be a trend in animal names, animal names, movies about people living in isolation with animal problems this year. (laughs) Check out the Lamb trailer, though, if Pig intrigued you, gents. And then she also gave a topic suggestion. Um, Might be hard, but maybe finding a guest to help discuss reconciliation with indigenous people. Something we've been thinking about a lot the last few years. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on, but thanks, Sarah, so much for that message. I actually looked up the trailer for Lamb, and it could be my recommendation for today. It's worth it. So thanks, Sarah, for that. And her other recommendation for the topic is something we've talked about, and yeah, mm-hmm. finding a guest to do that with us is a great idea. Yeah. And if anybody could help us finding a guest, <laughs> yes. that would be nice too. But we're working on it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't want to waste any more time because I really want to talk to our guest. Okay. Yeah, so and if we don't get to it soon, she might leave. So yeah, <laughs> um, our guest is someone that we've known for quite a long time, but mm-hmm. haven't seen for a really long time. I actually coached her um, years ago, and I want to take credit for some of her accomplishments, <laughs> but um, right. I only can to a very small degree. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an Olympic athlete, and not just an Olympic athlete, an Olympic medalist. We've got Rebecca Smith with us here today. And the last time I saw her, she was on television winning a medal. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Hey. thanks for having me. (laughs) Don't really know what we're going to do because we never had anybody uh, with such accomplished resume, right? On our (laughs) podcast. That's true. (laughs) 
So we're going to stumble we'll, through this, we'll but it's balling. so good. Yeah. 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 Um, so was, was the Olympics fun? <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> saw so many people from all over the world. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Was anybody mean to you? Oh, uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's pretty nice. I always wonder if there's certain countries that don't, aren't as nice to deal with. You know the Olympics I mean? were fun, but the Latvians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, swimming is pretty, uh, it's a good sport. I mean, we all have great sportsmanship and we all see each other. It's kind of a small world, so everyone knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's break. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely learn. Oh, I, was gonna, I should have said it. We're going to dive into oh. your story a little bit more after we do some recommendations. I'm glad I have editing power. <laughs> <laughs> These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats in both the Calm and Red Deer and committed to building community in central Alberta and beyond. So you may have noticed that that jingle was not a normal jingle. It had some information to share. <laughs> and um, so Cilantro and Chive, uh, one of our favorite restaurants with location in Lacombe and Red Deer, um, have decided to become a sponsor of our podcast, you guys. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah. How exciting is that, Chris? I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I might eat there more now. Yeah. I mean, I already eat there quite a bit, <laughs> but now I feel like I should eat there more. But they suggested kind of sponsoring our recommendation segment. They are... They love to spread the love. They love to help out local businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of wanted to help up with the podcast. And we thought it's a really fitting place for them to actually sort of sponsor this segment because this segment is about spreading the love. And a lot of times we like to talk about local. And yeah. So that's... It's what, a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And the jingle sounds amazing. Nice job. Thank you. Did you work on that like for a long time? Yeah. A few nights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I cried a few times trying to get it done. <laughs> but uh, thank you to Slancho and Chime. And so you'll hear that in front of our recommendations going forward uh, for the next uh, while. So thank you. Yeah. Go, go and eat there in Lacombe or Red Deer. Yeah. Maybe we could arm wrestle about which one's better. Uh, Lacombe. Red Deer. Um, Red. Okay. My recommendation is an activity. I have a good uh, record with these. Um, highly high, high response <laughs> rates to my activities. That like I recommend. people will tell you about them. Yeah. They'll say, I heard your, <laughs> yeah, the thing right. that you recommended me to do. Um, I recommend that if you have the opportunity to remove someone's tooth or your own by <laughs> tying it to a door and slamming it, um, I recommend that. I did it as a, as a kid and tonight, just before you guys got here, I removed or helped remove my daughter's loose tooth. Well, I was going to guess it had I, to have been Herschel, but no, he hasn't Roan lost any, you? but Roan, it's like her fourth tooth that she's lost and she All liked from it. doors? No, this was the first time, so it was a good, fun little adventure. Took a few tries, a <laughs> oh. bit of blood, but she she was a trooper. And <laughs> what's crazy is the tooth wasn't loose until the fourth <laughs> the yeah. fourth try. We really had to work it out of there, but um, yeah, it's. Did you videotape wow. it? Yeah, nice. this is like one of those things you see in like movies and stuff, and you don't think is actually real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we tried it as kids, but it didn't work for us. But right, and I think that's kind of the fun of it. The like I. You don't know if it's going to work, and it's kind of yeah. scary. And yeah, yeah so. you know what else works is elbowing your son on the trampoline in the face and knocking out his tooth because that happened to me last week. Do you recommend it? We no. know you're a big <laughs> WWE fan, so that makes sense. Chris, <laughs> okay, not, that was but, a joke. 
I'm I'm editing this whole thing out. Um, no, it was it, it was already loose. It was very loose. I just yeah. want to, I should say that. And I'm guessing it was an accident. It totally was. Okay. And now he's missing three in a row in the top. It looks hilarious. Yeah. Nice. But, all right. Yeah, if you can find a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation for us? Okay, my recommendation. It's a Netflix series. It's called Outer Banks. Um, it's I guess it's just okay. It sounds pretty cheesy when I say it, but there's these kids that are on like a treasure hunt. They're searching for gold in the Bahamas, but it's just action packed, lots of just kind of twists and turns, but I, it's 10 episodes. Season two just came out a month ago and I binge watched it on my mm. flight from Tokyo to Toronto. Oh, so cool. nice. yeah, it's great. It kept me entertained. Yeah. Is it reality yeah. TV or like a, no, it, it's not reality. It's okay. just, yeah. Made up. Was that a dumb question? Tyler kind of gave me a weird look, but it's like there's treasure hunting shows on like history television stuff. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> Outer Banks. Yeah, edit that out yeah. too, please. Okay. I'll be busy on this one. <laughs> cool. Outer Banks. And two seasons are already out. Yep. Season wow. two, even better than I've the first. I've seen it on there because yeah. like, it's always in the top 10 of what yep. people are watching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right away, it made me think of Goonies. The Goonies. Okay. Have you seen The Goonies? It's okay. a documentary about oh, okay. <laughs> reality. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I just haven't watched okay, it. Okay, you got to go, go watch Goonies. Oh, okay, that's, okay. that's a great movie. Um, my recommendation is a place to go visit. Our, our kids weren't feeling really well, very well last few days, so we thought to go somewhere just not in a big crowd of people would be a good idea. Like, it's an activity, but it's not. So we went to uh, Dry Island Buffalo Jump. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, it's it's... It's funny, actually, our friend Eric, uh, I saw on Instagram, like, was there earlier the same day we were there, hmm. just by coincidence. But yeah, it's about an hour, like, southeast of Red Deer, and uh, it's just a huge canyon, and it's amazing. You drive down into it, and... It's kind of, like, surprising when you get there, isn't it? Like, it's very beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm like, this is here. Yeah. I kept humming the Jurassic Park theme uh-huh. in my head, uh, and out loud for my family. Um, <laughs> Which is terrifying, oh, when you're there. My kids are really annoyed by me quite often but anyway uh, i was singing jurassic park and we drove down into this amazing canyon and we and you and the, you can just hike around it's mm-hmm. amazing yeah so check it out it's not very far away and it's like a whole different world all of a sudden yeah yeah great yeah. reminder uh, my recommendation is for our older listeners perhaps it's to buy shoes at mark's work warehouse <laughs> i bought a pair of wind river uh dress shoes and man are they comfortable <laughs> second day wearing them went on a five kilometer walk and i thought you know sometimes when you get new like dress shoes you get they're kind of painful these were so comfortable so check out wind river shoes from mark's work warehouse they're not one of our new sponsors by the way (laughs) no but boy could they be why did you go on a five kilometer walk with brand new dress shoes at lunch we just missed maybe more like four kilometers so much fun with his new friends at his job hey yeah we just had time to go for a walk okay cool so door teeth pulling outer banks Dry Island Buffalo Jump. And I forgot yours already, Chris. <laughs> Wind River shoes. On sale right now at Mark's Workhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's time to have a little break, and then we're going to actually get to talk to this uh, um, amazing guest. Rebecca, are you ready for some hard-hitting questions? Yeah. Hit me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> So, Rebecca, we're really curious to hear your story about how you got to, I don't know, like where you are today. And I'm thinking back to when I last saw you. And it would have been 
you would have been in like grade eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I coached volleyball. You were on the team. And you skipped a fair amount of practices. That's one thing I remember. Um, which I allowed. So this is where I can take some credit. Okay. But no, the, the point I'm trying to make is like you were, you were already committed to swimming at like a pretty young age um, at a really high level. And that's, I mean, my memory is blurry of like where you were at at that point. But if you don't mind starting there, yeah. like how did you get from there to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I started swimming when I was eight. Um, Just did it for fun. My sister first started, and she's the one that got me into it. So, yeah, and then, yeah, I think I was in grade eight, about, like, 13, 14. And that's when it really started to hit me that I was getting pretty good. I was traveling a lot more. And when I was 14 at that age in grade eight, I um, got invited to go to – Um, a swim camp in Florida by the national head coach Mm. of Canada. And he just saw me swim and saw potential in me. And he actually wanted me to move out to Toronto when I was 15. Mm. And at the time, yeah, just so young, I wasn't ready at all. Um, Didn't think I would move to Toronto. Um, But yeah, grade nine, grade 10, just kept swimming. And then he asked me again, his name is Ben Tilly. He asked me again when I was um, 16 and that's when I started to realize, okay, if I want to make swimming like a career, like what I want to do, um, I have to be with the best athletes in the country and train in a 50 meter pool as well. Cause Red Deer doesn't have an indoor 50 meter pool. Yeah. So for sure. And that's um, the competition or like the pool that where the Olympics are at. So yeah, 16 moved away. Well, let me backtrack in um, July. I went to Toronto because a built family wanted to just host me and live there while I was there. Cause I was still young yeah. and I met the family and they're absolutely amazing. They had three kids and the parents actually swam for U of T. So they have some swimming okay, background. Cool. Yeah. So I just felt really good about the whole situation And my mom came with me. She totally agreed. And um, my parents are just the best. I mean, they really just wanted me to decide. Hmm. They didn't force me to do anything. And I just decided, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to move to Toronto. At 16. At 16. I know, crazy. 10 or 11 at this time? I was, yeah, just at grade 10. And in September, I started grade 11 in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So super young. And I look back at it now and I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. But yeah, we did it. My dad drove my car out, um, September and my mom and I flew out. Um, <laughs> so we had the longer drive, but yeah, I moved in with the family and started training with the high performance center in Toronto at the Pan Am pool and started to get really good, super fast with training with the best people mm-hmm. in the country. And, um, that year in 2017, I made my first senior national team to go to worlds in Budapest. And I came out with a bronze medal being on a relay team. And I think that point I realized, yep, I can do this. Mm. I can go for the Olympics and yeah, I just kept going, made 2018 Commonwealth games in Australia, then, um, 2019 worlds in South Korea. Mm. And then, yeah, it was time to go for the Olympics, um, Tokyo 2020. And so March of 2020, we were in Florida getting ready to 
go for Olympic trials. And at that point, the 2020 Olympics were still on? Yes. Quote, unquote, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then wow. we got a call saying, nope, it's COVID. This oh, is okay. when it all started. We had to go home. And it just accelerated so fast. We uh-huh. A week later, we found out that the games were postponed. And that just, it was so hard. Yeah. It was such a challenge for me, I think, just because, wow, I just moved away for four years, all that hard work. I just had a really hard time with that and was hoping that the games would still go on. So I was home for four months and I kept training. I did everything I could. I ran, I did weights because all the pools were closed. And oh, wow. yeah, so I actually <laughs> had some good endurance with all the running I did. And yeah, and then I went back to Toronto in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we trained the whole year up until June of 2021 for Olympic trials. And I was so nervous for Olympic trials because so much was riding on it. All that five years, five years, crazy. Um, And yeah, that was up to that point for Olympic trials. Five years. So did you, when you moved to Toronto, Mm -hmm. was the Olympics kind of in your head already? Was it kind of... Yeah. Like this is something that like, this is part of why I'm doing this, like to, to make the Olympics. Yeah, it definitely was in the back of my mind. But once I arrived in Toronto and sat down with my coach that I've had for the past five years, he's like, yep, I'm going to get you on that mm. team. And mm. I just trusted him from the get go. He's such an amazing coach. I yeah. feel like I can go to him with anything. So mm. I think that's really important to a good relationship with your coach. And so. At that point is like everybody who's kind of identified across the country in the same place training. Mm -hmm. Like are, are there lots of kids like you coming from all other cities too? Yeah. So I would say most of them are, are based in Toronto. So they're home. Um, I was actually the only one that moved out to go there because he really wanted me to be out there with the team. So, yeah. And I think his kind of science behind it too was just that, um, I trained with those three other girls that were on that relay. And I think you really wanted that culture of all of us training together mm. and just having each other's backs. And I think that's what made our relay so successful. So you trained with them for years. Yep. Yeah. Years and years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, I'd imagine the, like when I was that age, I love sports and I, that sounds like a dream to like, I mean, I love my family, but like, it sounds so appealing to like move away to like the big city and like train and, and like, mm-hmm from a sport aspect sounds amazing but what was the what was hard about it like or was there anything hard about it was it just all great for sure um definitely the first year was very hard I was lucky enough that my mom came to visit me every like two months ish um but yeah just being away from my family was tough but I think it would have been worse if I wasn't with that built family Mm. um because I felt like i was a part of their family, yeah. just those three kids. And I still see them. I consider them my second family. So I think that made it a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as like you talked about starting swimming when you're eight, yeah. when are you kind of getting into like really competitive events where you're seeing other girls that you end up being yeah. on your team, I guess. Yeah. I'd say around 12, Okay, 12 or 14, I'd say around that age. Um, but yeah, I think I tried to, Like I didn't specialize really until I moved um, when I was 16. I tried to be really versatile with everything that I did. I still was in band. I still was, you know, playing piano. I was played basketball till I was in grade nine, I think. So yeah, yeah, just fun. You kind of got us up to like the Olympic 
trials or qualifying, mm-hmm. right? Like, is there a story there? There is. Yes. So I can, yeah, I can explain it a bit. So my best events are hunter butterfly, hundred freestyle and tuner freestyle butterflies, the, the harder one, the double stroke. Um, yeah. and that was day one of the competition. And I, everyone thought I was going to qualify in that event. And I thought I had a really good chance because how it works is you can only take the top two, um, people that qualify and, and do you, sorry to interrupt. Do you have to yeah. meet a standard or just be first place for your country? So you do have to get a qualifying standard. Okay. Um, but if you, yeah, so, so you have to do both of those things. To, yeah, yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, the result was I touched third and I got mm. out touched by 0.07. Oh. So close. So what would that look like if you're watching? Is that like yeah. a finger length? Like oh, what would yeah. that be? It when you look back at the video, it looks like first they touched second. like I touched yeah. the same time with this other girl. Oh wow. And oh. just it was very hard. Um this is after that year of waiting yep. through COVID, right? Yeah. And this is the event you think is your best shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then yeah, so that's the other part about being an athlete. It's all mental as well. Because day two, the next day I had tuner freestyle, which is also one of my best events. And with tuner freestyle, it's a relay event. So top four can make it for the Olympics. Um, And I was so nervous. I've never been that nervous Mm. in my life. And I had a great swim. Um, I touched third, so I qualified for the relay team. And just a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt like I could breathe again. Um, But yeah. You got to shake it off fast. For yeah. sure. The very next day. The very next day. You can't even talk about it. Can't think about it. You just got to wipe it out of your mind. So hard, but you just had to do it. So touching third in that, does that qualify you for both the 100 and the 200? No. So the 100 freestyle was day five. Oh, sorry. Okay. Or sorry, day four. But yeah, I By then you already knew you had qualified. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I kind of like, I'm feeling nervous just thinking about that. <laughs> like what you must be feeling mm-hmm. in those moments. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you might have answered this already, but you qualified twice then, right? Like you had to qualify initially and then mm-hmm. a year later again. Is that um, or like was the Olympics postponed before the the trials and stuff? It was postponed before the oh, trials. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was a whole new start. Yeah. Yeah. And you spent the year like running instead or <laughs> sometime running. <laughs> yeah. That is Four incredible. Months. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe That's that so brutal. Me. You can't even do your sport for, yeah. for a while. You can't mm-hmm. even jump in a pool. Yeah. Well, I actually did train in some of my friends' like backyard pools, oh, um, but something just to feel the water. Yeah. yeah, was that allowed? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's um. So that brings us to the Olympics. So we all have a lot of questions about that, mm-hmm. but we're gonna wait, and we're gonna talk about something else. I think for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what yet, but we'll, we'll chat for a bit. Yeah. I think sports is a, a like a big part of a lot of people's lives. I have four boys. They played all kinds of sports. We made it kind of a priority with our time getting them there. We spent a lot of money as a family on different sports. But I'm sure there's lots of things that can kind of get in the way of that where, you know, if you work certain shifts, you can't get your kids to practices. If you can't afford to pay for coaching or uh, training or tournaments or whatever, there's lots of things that can get in the way of athletics and maybe prevent people from trying things. Have you guys... Can you think of obstacles that might stop people from participating? I don't want to get up early in the morning for hockey for there my you kids. Go. That's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. Time. Yeah, we find ourselves like presenting options to our kids, but we're 
selecting the options based on our convenience and budget. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So it's, and our, my kids are young. So it's like, it's already creeping in like some of these little <laughs> things. And Rebecca, it sounds like yeah. you got to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Different sports activities mm-hmm. and swimming kind of obviously became your passion. Sure, um, yeah. we, earlier we were talking about like the Olympics and even just like our country and how they find their athletes. Do you want to talk a little bit about, about that maybe and about how, like, is there, are there, are there more obstacles do you think for certain countries, for certain age groups, for certain people? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, as an athlete, you have to just go through lots of challenges and make lots of sacrifices. I think, um, I mean, my parents made so many sacrifices for me, you know, like you said, like my mom got up early with me every morning, 6am to drive me to practice when I was younger and still played basketball. So she ran to the school, drive me to the pool, like back and forth and just so many sacrifices and money too. I mean, it does cost a lot of money to go to competitions, you know, Mm -hmm. stay at hotels for the weekend, like once a month, it is a lot of money. And, I think, yeah, I'm lucky to be in a great country for that. I think other countries too have um, more of a difficult time with that. So mm-hmm. yeah. you're wearing a beautiful Canada like <laughs> zip up Olympic shirt, but does Canada sponsor athletes well? Yeah, I think it's difficult. I think to get sponsors. Um, I mean, there are great Canadian athletes that are sponsored, but I think um, for swimming specifically, just compared to you know. The Americans, I think they get a lot more sponsors, you know, mm-hmm. than we do. Um, and just cause they have lots more money, um, just for sports. Um, so yeah, yeah it's very different. <laughs> do you, is it, is it like, in what ways do you think it's obvious? Like, do you just think that they can live that lifestyle for longer? They can, right. They don't have to worry about anything else than just their sport. Do you think it's as simple as that? Yeah, for sure. I think it's some people's careers. I mean, there's, you know, I just think of like Katie Ledecky, she, is an amazing swimmer and that's her career. You know, she will live off that. And I think, um, Mm. you know, for us as Canadians, I think that we, we do get paid. Like we have great support Mm. by swimming Canada, but you know, it's just, it is hard because we don't have enough money and I think we have to find other jobs to, you know, make a living off of. So yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So Katie, the decky's not like working on the side. No. Like all swimming. Nope, nope. <laughs> all in. Would that She's be common in. knowledge between swimmers? Like, does yeah, everybody know sure. the Americans are fully funded? And For sure, yeah. So are they funded by their government or you said sponsors? So is it a combination of both? Like, do they have yeah. corporate sponsors as well? For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's with the Swimming Federation and just outside as well. That's mm-hmm. why the Americans had the golden arches on the back of their <laughs> swimsuits. <laughs> but individual athletes can, still, can also be sponsored on their own, can't they? Like For Michael sure. Like Michael Phelps can be on a Wheaties box. Yep. Because the, mm-hmm. like, like, does that happen in Canada as well? Like, could Tim Horton sponsor one athlete? Yeah, I'm right? sure they could. I mean, Penny Alexiak, my teammate, like, she's on, like, you know, the Cheerios box. Like, yeah. so, yeah, it is actually getting bigger, you know, something's yeah. becoming more of a thing just because we, as women in the um, Rio 2016 Olympics, we made a real standout. And I think that's when it got people's attention. Yeah. So it is still, I think it is getting better and developing, but um, yeah. I read something just like how Canada funds programs going forward because I was interested in how they were funding gymnastics. But Mm -hmm. it's it's like if they do if they're successful in one Olympics, then more money will go into that program to keep it Mm -hmm. up, I think. Right. So, yeah, the Mm -hmm. women's swim team was amazing in 2020. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm guessing, hopefully that means that there's more funding for you. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm not sure how that works, but that'd be be. great. Yeah. We'll talk to some of our sponsors. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah. But I do wonder if you're like in a more obscure sport, like Mm -hmm. everybody tunes into your relay or the 100 meter final. Are those ones that are kind of the, it's easier to sponsor those people because more people are going to see it and you might not watch a boxing match or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, you mentioned the like women's sport versus like men's sport that kind of came up a second ago too. Like the funding isn't necessarily always equal for those Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And even just the, the amount of coverage for um, various sports between men and women. But Mm -hmm. I, I noticed that this in this Olympics, I mean, maybe it was just me, but I was able to watch a lot of like women's indoor volleyball. Mm -hmm. um, And I, loved it like the indoor volleyball like i was, i thought it was it was epic yeah like i i actually like the quality of that sport has gone has increased so much and like mm-hmm. i loved the, just the amount of coverage there um and then like swimming i feel like had good coverage yeah. but is is that from your perspective is it covered equally or enough or is there still like a an imbalance yeah so i don't know the exact numbers with that but um I would say there has been stats actually that the most watched sport in the Olympics is swimming. It's mm. the first week everybody loves yeah. it because mm. really that's the only time people can watch swimming. It's the Olympics because really there's no other I mean that we do have world championships and everything but it does doesn't get as good coverage. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, for sure. And I'll just put in there too. That's why um there's this been new league that started. It's called the International Swim League. So we oh, call really? it ISL. So it started um, a couple years ago. I was a part of the first season of it. And it's actually, um, so this just like guy that has lots of money started yeah. it because he loves swimming. <laughs> he and likes he, watching races. Yeah, yeah, it's he does. Yeah. And he just started it because he believes that um, us as swimmers, we don't get paid that like what we deserve because Mm. the olympics only come like every four years Mm -hmm. so you know we only get paid the most every fourth year and so this guy started this isl almost like he wants it to to become like an nhl kind of thing um Mm. it's still growing and everything but it's there's 10 teams and each team has a head coach and a manager and you're drafted so you draft swimmers from across the world so the first season yeah i was actually drafted by um a european team it was called energy standard and they wanted me to be on their team so just super cool you sign contracts that's when the money starts to come in so everyone was (laughs) super excited about that because you know it is being televised and more people are starting to Hmm. learn about swimming so that's something cool that and then are those how many races would there be in a year there's like a league or is there a tournament or is there yeah it's a league so season one was just uh september to december there was you know the round the matches and there was semis and Hmm. then the finals were in las vegas and our team actually won that year which was pretty cool um so lots of prize money if you win a race i think it's like you know, $400 per race if you win. Um, but there's, yeah, just lots of bonus points. Um, so it's almost like a game, super fun. Mm. Um, and then the third season is actually starting, uh, today, I think, or tomorrow. Um, I just decided not to go cause it's six weeks in Italy. So just a long Mm. time away, but just so cool that it's still going and it's being funded. That's a creative way to 
Yeah. Yeah. Fun something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and swimming Mm -hmm. is is really fun to watch. Yeah. It is. Every four years, you're like, oh, actually, I like this a lot. And then you... It's not around anymore. Yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to get it more, more on the television, so people can enjoy it. I wonder yeah. too. It's like a lot of people swim, right, for free time or for fun. So it's not like I ever go throw a javelin, but like, wow, I can watch these people <laughs> do something that I am really terrible at. Do at an extremely awesome level. Tyler's mm-hmm. always throwing javelins in his backyard. Yeah, actually, there's quite yeah. a few divots. <laughs> we could go do some during the break. Okay, I feel like we should do a break now then. Sure. Yeah. Hey, we we should just briefly also mention too. We, we were talking about just um, the coverage in the Olympics of women and men. Mm-hmm. Um, how many uh, medals did the women win this year, Rebecca? Eighteen, 18. out of the twenty-four for the whole Canadian team. So you know, girls can get stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. amazing, and it was so cool yeah, to see. It's awesome. Like everyone succeed. Yeah. The swimming was awesome. Uh, the soccer was so exciting. Mm-hmm. So cool. You guys see the sh- obviously you watched the shootout, but like how incredible was yeah. that back and forth? That mm-hmm. was. Intense. And my son was, we were watching that and he, I, he was so into it. And like, I was always explaining after every kick, like what the scenario was. Like if they, if the goalie saves it, then we're going another round. Or if we score, it's over. Like, Mm -hmm. and then at one point he, he said, quit telling me (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) And he was so stressed out. Like then whenever, uh, yeah, when they won, he was ecstatic. It was fun. Rebecca, have you watched the footage of your races uh afterwards i have yeah i saw the race where we won silver and oh it was just brought back so many emotions i mean it was cool to see us jumping up and down and um just yeah even seeing me swim my leg i mean obviously i didn't see it obviously when i'm swimming but um yeah just super cool yeah Yeah. when you're when you're um when your teammate is is in there and you're do, do you yell loud for them to hear you like are you so loud i mean yeah like yeah we don't know if they can hear us but yeah. we're just screaming but do you our hear heads them? Off. can you hear them <laughs> a little bit i mean they do have i don't know if i heard the like i'm um, just cheering in the background they kind of because there's no spectators so they kind of just put it they background noise yeah. Of, yeah so it could have been that yeah. <laughs> but yeah well we should maybe get back to your olympic story then that'd mm-hmm. be cool to hear about your experiences in uh, in japan and how that all went so yeah. let's do it Okay, so we kind of heard your first part of your story up to the Olympic trials. Maybe can we start the plane lands in Tokyo? Yeah. Narita Airport. What happens? Yep. Got off the plane and sat in a chair waiting <laughs> two hours to get our COVID test done. Um, got the COVID test done and had to wait another four hours for the result. Just mm. lots of waiting. Um, we're just exhausted at that point. Um yeah, and then two hours later, got a bus ride to the Olympic Village, and it's just so cool just seeing all the flags. I mean, we got there at midnight, so we were pretty tired, but the next day we did lots of exploring, so yeah. yeah. Was there quite a bit of like opportunity to socialize with other athletes, or did COVID kind of stop that, or what's it like in the village? Yeah, so the Canadian team had um, pretty strict rules just because they wanted to keep everyone safe. But you had to wear a mask everywhere you went. Um, But, you know, you could talk to other countries and just like 
be safe about it. They tried, we couldn't really hug people. Um, mm. so, but we could definitely catch up cause everyone was in the same dining hall. So you okay. could just kind of sit at the same table, just safe distance, but yeah. Was it is, good food? Yeah. Is the food good as well? Yeah, actually pretty good. So when you walk in, there's like 10 stations. So there's like an Asia section, there's like a world section, um, you know, like Italian. Yeah. <laughs> literally just every <laughs> yeah. type of food. Really? <laughs> yeah. So you could just eat whatever you wanted. Mm. And I just kind of stuck to the basics, you know, rice, pasta, chicken. Mm. So. Yeah. Do you think there's athletes there that like ate things they shouldn't have they just couldn't help it oh 100 yeah 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 there's freezers of ice cream just like popsicles there's fridges with like coke and just like everything That's hilarious so, i thought it was all like protein shakes oh, it was tempting me spinach. so much i but i waited until i was done racing so yeah so is the village just like a big hotel is there shops? Is what is it yeah. in the village? So there's roads, there's shops. Um, it's kind of just a big area with apartment buildings. Okay. So each country has their own apartment building, and Canada had their own. We had a pretty good view of the bay, so the water. Mm. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. We had our own bikes, so we could go around and bike everywhere to not walk as much. And is it like the swimmers hang out here and? Uh, track athletes over here or do you guys are is team canada all hanging out together yeah we're all hanging out yeah funny story actually i saw andre de grasse in the elevator so i was like hey really? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so kind of cool to see other athletes yeah. yeah yeah that's really cool i heard him on a podcast recently he said i got a great story i saw rebecca smith oh <laughs> <laughs> i was like hey. no he probably doesn't know who i am but, What's the yeah. uh, I should uh, uh, Damien the the decathlon guy? Did you run that guy? Yeah. Damien Warner. No, because we had to leave um, like twenty four hours after our competition ended. So because that was of another COVID rule rules? because of COVID. Oh, so sucks. he came in after us. So I didn't get to see him. But okay, so you're super excited to be at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Is it on your mind at all that COVID is like making it less of an experience than it could be, or is it just so awesome that you're not thinking that way? Yeah, I didn't really think like that. I think. I didn't have anything to compare it to because this was my first Olympics, but I just looked at the positives. You know, I think lots of people ask me the first thing they ask me, Oh, your family can't be there. I'm so sorry, which is, yeah, very disappointing, but you can't really look at, look at it that way. It's like, I'm here at the games. You just gotta Mm -hmm. live in the moment and just take it all in. And that's what I did. We talked before about like sometimes this is the only time in four years we get to see swimming. Mm -hmm. But you've been to world championships and Commonwealth Games. Is the Olympics like way bigger deal? Is it slightly a bigger deal? Oh, for sure. It is a big deal. I think too because it's just the little things. You know, we got a luggage full of clothes just like from Hudson's Bay. Just like lots of free stuff. Mm -hmm. It's obviously hyped up more in the media. So it's, yeah. It's a big deal. I wanted to ask you just about nerves in general like you're there for a a week before you had your first race yeah and as the days get closer to the to the first race how do you feel (laughs) nerves wise i just can't imagine are you throwing up four times a day five times a day (laughs) you know what i mean are you sleeping how do you you know what i mean how do you deal with the nerves yeah surprisingly i had good sleeps and i did get nervous um but i'd say i was more excited just because you know it's been five years and just like leading up to this moment um, so yeah, I'd definitely, I was probably more nervous at trials okay. just because, you know, you got to secure your spot on the team. So I think once I got there, I was like, I'm here, nothing, 
you know, wow. nothing to gain from here. So <laughs> good yeah. attitude. Is yeah. your team like it's made up of athletes, but are who else is with you? Coaches, psychologists? Yeah, nutritionists, um, physio. Yeah. Um, yep, sports psychologists. So yeah, in Canada has their own version of that, or is there like yeah. Japanese people waiting to massage you when you're like no. because they're the host yeah. country or yeah, no, you it's have our your team. Yeah, yeah, all our own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that'd be a COVID problem if there's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. here's your person. Yeah, good question. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was the first race? So yeah, a little backstory behind that too. So I originally wasn't supposed to be on this relay. I won silver in. So because at trials, I guess I didn't mention that before I got fifth. So technically I was an alternate, but day one of the Olympics was Hunter butterfly and the four by 100 freestyle relay. And they wanted someone fresh in prelims for the four by 100 freestyle. So if I qualified in 100 fly, I would not have been in that relay. Oh, oh interesting. So yeah. it's just crazy how it all worked yeah. out. And, you know, just everything happens for a reason. And mm. yeah, so day one, I did have my four, four by 100 freestyle relay. Yeah. And so the yeah. person that you replaced, they weren't, like they had raced. Yeah. Like, so that girl had raced um, in 100 fly. Mm-hmm. And once I found out I was in that relay, I was like, okay, I'm just going to swim my guts out. So I yeah. did. And I came out with a best time and they're like, yep, we're putting You're you in. in the final. So, so if you yeah. qualify in the mm-hmm. semis or the heats or whatever, do you have to be the one who swims in the final or they can so, switch that team around as much as they yeah, want? Yeah. You could swap all four and okay. have four wow. other people in the final, but everyone would still get a medal. So like eight people could get a medal. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, did anybody for your team get a medal that didn't swim? Yeah. Um, Taylor did. Yeah. She wasn't in the final, but still got a medal. It's still a huge part of the team, too, because it helps us. It helps us rest someone for right. the final. So. so, when you're walking out and they have like the flag they show and you, your team walks out to get ready yeah. for your relay, in your mind, like, do you have an expectation for what you're aiming for? I mean, you mentioned the Australians being really, really good. Yeah. Um, so where, 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 like in your mind, did you visualize like where you might end up getting a medal? What did you, what did you think? I mean, yeah, we kind of obviously had in the back of our mind that we wanted to be on that podium. We knew Australia was going to be way ahead because mm. they're just crazy fast. But we, yeah, we just went into it seeing what we could do. Mm-hmm. And we also just focused on our own race too because – that's what I just focus on swimming my best race I could just so that it'll be the best for the whole team. So kind of just got a single. Do you always swim in the same order? Like you've trained for that leg of the race or that could switch up too. that could switch up too. it all kind of depends with strategy with other teams and where they put other people. And who makes that call your coach or are you guys like, as you're walking out, Hey, why don't you go first? Oh no, no. Our coach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It has to be preceded. Let me go first today. No, because it's got to be put on the board. So I think you have to <laughs> submit joking. it. Like, yeah. yeah. But no. I think you were wearing earbuds when you came out of there. Yep. What song were you listening to when you Good walked question. out? Good question. What was I listening to? Okay. I think it was I'm a Boss. You know, just <laughs> such yeah, good like perfect. rap. Yeah. yeah. I think we all were listening to it, actually because yeah. we like to get in sync. So we're just looking at each other. We're like, yeah, let's do this. So yeah, nice. super fun. You could have said any song and, and it would have been yeah. like, it worked. You know, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Just got to get out there and go. Yeah. yeah. How, how conscious or aware were you of being on TV? Mm-hmm. Like when you walk out, like we see it, like they're announcing on TV yeah. and like the flag and you walk out. But I'm imagining in the gym or in the, in the pool, like you, 
you don't know all that, like that, that's being announced at that time. And so are you thinking about it at all? Not at all. Hmm. It's honestly okay. kind of a blur <laughs> when yeah. I walked out just because it's like, is this actually happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't really notice it that much. But the one thing I did notice is when you dive in, there's a track at the bottom of the pool mm-hmm. with a camera. So you, For every lane? Um, I think um, maybe actually. I think maybe for more of the middle lanes, but I guess I wouldn't have known because we weren't really on the outside. But right. yeah, so it's following you. So you're almost, I'm like, okay, I'll just chase the camera. <laughs> so yeah. that's the only thing I did notice. But. There were shots yeah. this year that I was like, how are they doing this? Like, yeah. It's like a video game where you can just get every angle of up above the little like the 3D thing. They'd zoom around sometimes and <laughs> it would add nothing, but it would look kind of cool. They yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But did you know that camera there before you jumped in for the race? Like you must have seen yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, okay. I saw it before, but I just, it's never been moving while I was swimming. So, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Where are your coaches during a race? So, they're not allowed on deck. So, they're out um, in the stands. Yeah. Is there a lifeguard? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> I know. That's a pretty important awesome. job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if someone passes out from trying too hard, you know, never know. Does that ever happen? Um, I think one time it, at Worlds, there's someone that needed air, actually. Mm-hmm. So it has happened. Wow. Yeah. It'll happen when Graham and Rebecca race. <laughs> yeah, go for a race. <laughs> well, I do. I wonder, do you ever miss a breath? At, like, because you're trying, you know, to reach too far or go too fast? Or is it like mm-hmm. your training just is, you breathe yeah. the same way every single time you swim? Breathe the same way. The only thing that I would say maybe we change is like the last 10 meters, just put your head down. Don't breathe. Just go. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask about, um, when you start and you dive yeah. under the water Yeah, and you, and there's like a, a line you have to be up above the water before, right? You can. Is yes. It's a 15 meter mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is it often that people go past that by accident or is that pretty set? Like you, you, that's never really an issue. Um, it's not an issue for me because I never go that far underwater, but some people have really powerful underwaters and that's kind of their weapon. Mm -hmm. Like it's faster than above the water. Yeah. So there are some people that it has happened and if you go past it, you get disqualified, but I don't think it's happened at the Olympics, but there are, have been instances that it's happened. Yeah. Okay. I just, the commentator yeah. mentioned that. Well, I, didn't well, yeah. I didn't know that. You, the, <laughs> nice. Everybody seems to always come up at the same time. I just thought yeah. that was like how long you can hold your breath for. I don't know. Do you practice yeah. the start quite a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite a bit, especially with relay takeovers as well, because that's like key timing it with you got to make but sure you, they touch the wall before you go. Yeah. But are yeah. you almost in the air before they touch or? Yeah. So you got to start your momentum. Oh, that's true. So it's. It is true. So somebody's so watching that exchange. Yeah. And it's lane. on the touch pads as well. So they know if you went early. Right. Yeah. Oh, does any, do teams ever get disqualified for that? Yep. I think there was two teams in the men's relay that got disqualified just, just from touches. I think yeah. just before mm-hmm. much like the relay races where the baton handoff was messy yeah. a few times. Yeah. Well, but if yeah. you're saying you lost that one race by seven hundredths, that could be the time of, a start of yeah. a start or reaction yeah. reaction mm-hmm. so you basically had to come home pretty quick mm-hmm. right yeah was it kind of a whirlwind like you do your races and you're out of there like there's not a lot of time to, to, to yeah enjoy your win or your um yeah i think there for me there was a bit more time because our competition was eight and a half days so i raced day one and day five and six so i kind of had a couple mm-hmm. days to kind of soak it all in 
but yeah, then we had just had to pack up and go. <laughs> Is there a difference between in the village, like between an athlete and a medalist? Um, <laughs> um like are you like, oh, they're those are the guys who won the medal. I mean, yeah, you kind of see people just from watching on TV because the TVs are kind of everywhere. So you kind of recognize some people. But it was honestly hard to tell with masks, too. So you couldn't really tell. Do you wear your medal around Olympic Village? No. (laughs) I mean, it's so heavy. So and you don't want to lose it. But yeah, no one does. I I know. Yeah. 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 No one does. If I ever make the Olympics, I'm. Did you wear your your uh, your Timbit soccer medal uh, around school? Um, I'm trying to remember. No, he made it into a belt buckle. (laughs) Wearing it tonight, actually. Yeah. Okay, so you brought a silver medal here tonight to show us. Mm. Tell us about uh, the moment where you won that medal. Yeah. So, I was the third leg of the relay, and so. I mean, I was watching those two other girls before me racing, and I think we were about, like, fourth or fifth. Mm -hmm. I think when Maggie, so the person that I took off of, um, she touched in fifth, I think. And obviously, I didn't see the board. But at that point, I was like, oh, I just need to go. I need to get us in this great position so that when Penny jumped off the blocks that she could bring us home. And so when I touched, we were fourth. So Mm -hmm. I just, like went to the other end of the pool and just like jumped out so I could watch her come in and we saw her flip and at third. Yeah. Mm. So she was neck and neck with the American and she just went up close to that lane rope so that she could kind of get the drag off of her a bit. Um, I guess that's some strategy and mm. they were just neck and neck and we were screaming our heads off. And when we saw that two beside our name on the board, we just went mm, crazy. So awesome. so there's a spot yeah. up on the board that you're, you're waiting to see. Yeah. It takes a moment after they hit. The yeah. Right. Because no one knew what, number because as they're touching be. at the end it's just so boom boom boom. yeah or, it's like it could be anyone at this point yeah. so how long just, of a delay is there um maybe like half a second delay yeah yeah it's pretty quick but also it's like you're just like staring at the board but just yeah insane. are those times up in a relay during the race too or just at the very end uh the times are up um, as we're going and okay. our placing as well. So oh. we kind of have an idea where we're at. So you're watching yeah. the clock, watching your teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When it, Crazy when you saw, cause you were third, mm-hmm. you knew you were diving in at fifth. Um, not exactly, but I only saw that once I was looking back at the video yeah. of the race, but I could tell that we were around that when I was looking before I dove in. So were yeah. you feeling good about that or were you like, I need to make up make up some ground here yeah that, that i yeah. need to make up some ground <laughs> yeah well because you oh, knew that did it penny would have a really great like yeah the anchor yeah she's usually the anchor and she knows how to finish strong so yeah and she did yeah what's she like she nice oh yeah she's great <laughs> i mean yeah i've gotten to know her over so many years and yeah, yeah. was she like she's probably like would you say she's one of the strongest swimmers that your team had like you kind of she was like the the top, would you say? I like, think so. Yeah. I think we all take confidence in that we have her on our relay team. Um, hmm. Yeah. So. And has she always great. been there? Like you've known her for years. Yeah. Has she kind of had that role for a long time? Um, I think she kind of had her breakout in 2016. So. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're the anchor in Paris, what yeah. do you got to do in the next three years? <laughs> yeah. Just get that closing speed. Just go for it yeah gotta be able to finish strong because that's where people kind of lose their momentum 
So you see the number two on the board. Yeah. And now you're a silver medalist. Yep. Crazy. It felt like I was dreaming. I know that's kind of cheesy to say, but it really did. I was like, is this actually happening? (laughs) And just the cameras were following us. And um, there's a media section. We were in there for 20 minutes just who interviews yeah. you there? Is it just CBC or do other countries talk to you too? Other countries do, yeah. Mm-hmm. But right on the side of the pool deck is CBC. So that was mm-hmm. the first um, people we talked to. Do some yeah. countries get like better spots? Um, like their their broadcast teams? Yeah, I think. Or you just know to go to them first? Yeah, we just know to go to them first. But I think maybe some of the bigger countries are kind of first. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what you said in that interview? Oh, what did I say? Oh, I <laughs> like forget. I it was probably something about that. that I couldn't have done it without those three other girls. <laughs> yeah. Probably just, yeah, yeah. something, you know. Um, yeah. Do you Crazy. get some some training like with the national team on how to deal with media? Yeah, we do. So they kind of just tell us, you know, just to tell us or just speak what we're feeling. I mean, um, they kind of say if we don't know how to answer a question that we can kind of just spin it and say what, you know, whatever we want to say and what we want to get across. So like we've been doing all tonight. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally switched the question. No, <laughs> and so maybe we could just ask you what's next for Rebecca Smith. Yeah. So I got accepted into the nursing program at UFC. So I'll be moving to Calgary and I'm just so excited to be closer to home. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I've missed home a lot and just to be closer to my family means a lot. And I'll also, also swim on the varsity swim team. So I'll still swim. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm excited. Okay, to but like, is everybody school. else in that like league, like great Rebecca Smith? In yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have to swim against her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll find out. Hopefully I'll get on everyone's good side, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, uh, boy, we just really appreciate you hanging with us tonight. I yeah. just, I think she's our first Olympic medalist on the show. Let me let me check. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless some of the other guests didn't tell. Yeah, us. they just have been keeping it a secret. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, so, we, so cool. I think we can head to our last segment unless Tyler has other plans yeah. for us. Uh, no, I don't. I'd love to get to the last segment. Let's do it. Not because I want this over, but no, just because. Because Graham I feel like keeps we need grilling little, you on the Yeah, he always puts me in the hot seat to end, end up. <laughs> well, I don't want to end every segment myself. Like, I'll feel like the guy. Okay, well, I'll end it right now. Right. Well, now it's time in the podcast to confess things to each other, which um, is healthy and it's important. And Rebecca's going to join us for this as well. So thanks for sticking around. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, we're going to start with um, Master of Ceremonies, Chris Kuhn. Um <clears throat> This goes back to an earlier confession in which I mentioned I was a really good driver. And I think <laughs> I've actually had a subsequent confession about that. But yeah. Shanna reminded me that I could easily confess this, that I've had two speeding tickets in the last maybe two months, um, both of which remain unpaid. Uh, I had one like in person, a, a peace officer pulled me over. And then maybe a week after that, I came home and Shanna had opened the mail and it was <laughs> like laid out with like paperweight. So you could see it as the first <laughs> thing on the counter that I had a photo radar ticket, like really in really short order. So I'm a bad driver and I just wanted to confess. Yeah. 
I, when you first told us that you were a really good driver, I I was pretty impressed. With <laughs> the you beginning or? of the end, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I kind of admired you for that, and now. Uh-huh. But that was funny that it was his confession was that he's such a great driver. Mm-hmm. That, no, the confession that was, was, the was that I, like the pride I took in thinking I was one, and now yeah. God or the universe, somebody is trying to tell me, no, you're not. Well, this is a safe Stay area for, to talk about it. And it's it's okay. God. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of um, confessions, I mean. <laughs> speaking uh, of God. speaking as God. <laughs> My confession's quick. Um, so I've been growing my hair out uh, through through the whole last year and a half through COVID. Um, and everyone, uh, yeah, it's obvious. We'll have um, a picture of it on our social media. It's, it's Yeah, uncomfortable. So the whole idea was to grow it out to the school year. But then this summer, um, I started kind of, I started kind of uh, enjoying it a little bit more. I think it got to the length where I could actually tie it up and get it out of my face. You've got the samurai knot in it right yeah, now? Yeah, and I don't mind looking like a samurai. So I'd sort of, even though, I think Ty's heard me talk about this a billion times, but like <laughs> the idea was to cut it before school. But then recently I'm like, maybe I'm going to keep it. Mm. Maybe I'm going to yeah. keep this going and just get crazy. And you still could. Except my confession is that I actually couldn't go through with it. And I booked a haircut for Friday. Whoa. Um, and the confession and the reason, the main reason I'm doing it is because I, I, I don't want the students to ridicule me when I go back to work. <laughs> And so, like, we always talk about this, how, like, you know, it shouldn't matter what the students think. You know, I I think when you're a new teacher, you kind of want to be the cool teacher and you want the kids to like you more. Sorry, Rebecca, this is how we think when we're young teachers. (laughs) When you're younger. But as you get older, you stop, you you really do stop caring about that sort of thing. I Uh, bought Wind River shoes. (laughs) (laughs) It's clear I stopped caring. And so I tell myself, like, I'm above that and I'm, like, mature. But no, like, I don't want the kids to make fun of my... Rebecca, well, you're not that don't, far from school. Don't. Would kids make fun of his hair? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, we're looking at you guys the whole yes. for whole, the whole class. I mean, yeah. what else are we? Doing? And we know how sensitive kids are to haircuts. They they, yeah. they catch it, right? Yeah. yeah so I think it's just easier to have a clean break, no pun intended, just to just to just to go back to school with regular looking hair, no mustache. So that's yeah. actually the reason why I'm just going to get rid of it. Yeah, I was one. I kind of could have predicted you would be in this predicament mm-hmm. when you made this plan a long time ago. Because yeah. you had talked about coming for one day with this and yeah. then the next day. Yeah. And I, I think that would be kind of worst case scenario. Cause oh, <laughs> I actually tried that, but I couldn't get booked in oh, at the really? right time. So I'm doing it. Because you yeah. would be ridiculed for both. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the initial haircut and... Or the initial hairstyle and then the and haircut. And then the haircut. I'm really glad that you said that because now I feel good <laughs> about everything. Pain. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you guys, Rebecca. <laughs> okay, my confession is also driving related. Nice. So, a when was it? I was 16, my first year in Toronto, and I was just having a good day and I was speeding. <laughs> and I got pulled over and I actually pulled that card, you know. I'm on the national team. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. Cuz like I can't get a ticket literally my first year I'm moving away, you know. My parents are going to get me, but he's like, "Okay, I'll let you off with really? a warning." Wow. So Because of the national team part or Well, I mean, of- I was like, "I'm on my way to practice. Yeah. Like, oh. let me go." So dealt with a nice oh. guy, so Shout out to the nice police yeah, OPP shout officer. Out. And- I know, but I'm going to try so it next You time. can't play that card <laughs> then. You, you got to do it. Yeah, I got to do it. 
so that was <laughs> I missed that. didn't get a ticket so on the nationals it's great yeah <laughs> you need to keep your silver medal in the in the glove <laughs> yeah. compartment of your car i think i should oh, yeah. prove as soon as they're coming i like, just have it on <laughs> <laughs> let me off yeah i'm late for a race yes, but don't draw are. attention nope. to it just sort of sit with it <laughs> yeah. The, yeah oh that's yeah. awesome that, that yeah. worked yeah yep good confession now, works every time yeah you should be able to do that for sure now yeah Actually, I haven't told many people that, so I'm late go. for a meet and greet. I'm <laughs> yeah. late for a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just have my jacket in the... Wow. Thanks for being so vulnerable. Yeah. Great one, yeah. <laughs> All right, mine's um, a little more serious. And uh, it's not nothing too crazy, but it is like a, a serious confession, something that I feel some guilt about. I was recently chatting with um, someone I'd consider a friend. And they were making some jokes that were, I would call them like racist jokes. Mm. And my response to them was to kind of the, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, Mm -hmm. the awkward kind of half laugh where you, but, but I didn't say anything to against it, I guess. So I've been, so I kind of did the, I didn't full on laugh, but I didn't stand up against it which is something that i've kind of said i would do um so yeah that's my confession hmm. and uh, the context is usually important too like the kind of conversation you're having how much time you have to talk where you are that's true. i mean who it is even maybe yeah right but still i think that's not i don't think there's really an excuse like how it wouldn't have been that hard to say something like i don't like that's not an okay joke yeah Right. And like, instead of me kind of, I think I kind of half chuckled and said, that's bad. You know, (laughs) that's bad. Yeah. Like, but that doesn't Mm. really make it clear that where I stand on, on that stuff. So, um, I'm going to be better. Well, you've built up some goodwill over the years. Like you're a guy that I respect for actually speaking (laughs) up in those times Yeah, where I don't think I could have. So maybe you had a a moment, but I mean, right. Well, thank you for that. It happens with me and Chris when we drive out here all the time. Like I just <laughs> We won't say it is okay. Yeah. No. Well, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Episode yeah. fifty one. Um Rebecca, how would that go? Was that okay? Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, it was, yeah, so it was awesome just cool chatting about it. Your stories, yeah. Because yeah. you've been doing media since you got back. Yeah. You've been on radio and stuff and Oh yeah. Maybe this has more reach than all of that, but yeah. <laughs> more, more personal. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely, yeah, more relaxed, fun. Yeah. Definitely one of my top things I've done. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, wow. yeah. Well, for media. <laughs> yeah. I mean, winning a medal is kind of up the, there. Yeah. 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 It's media. right yeah. after. Since the medal. Since the yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. We really appreciate yeah, that. So um, awesome. Anything, guys, we have to mention before we head out here? Well, just that we have some really awesome pictures of Rebecca that she shared from. Um, those must just be like pictures the national team takes of you for promotional materials yeah we had like a photo shoot before we left so okay. which was fun yeah. yeah yeah you look like a superhero that's so what i'm well, gonna say you do oh. look like a superhero in that one with the flag yeah yeah, yeah. we also maybe re- really quickly we didn't mention that the medal the silver medal was the first medal that canada got at the olympics mm-hmm. i think it was mm-hmm. a really big deal mm-hmm. yeah super yeah. special yeah. Yeah. yeah we were all watching live not together but we were all watching <laughs> yeah. yeah we were in separate places but live yeah, yeah. really cool yeah. Can Thank we see you. the medal again when we stop recording? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to hold it for a while. Yeah. So check uh, if you want to see some of those pictures and maybe even a picture of the medal um, and Graham wearing it or holding it or kissing it. <laughs> um, yeah. You can find us on, on social media. So check us out there. Um, if you have any feedback, send us an email. Yeah. 
HarmoniousGentleman at gmail.com. That's right. Like usual? Usual stuff. All right. I guess we'll have to see everyone next time. Oh, I'm the Harmonious Gentleman. That's right. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> oh.